Oh my gosh. Week three. Hey girl. Hi. <laughs> I see that you're starting the episode off with an attitude. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> You know what? I was tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And I'm going to explain why I came on here with this type of energy, okay? <laughs> Y'all, people, people of the world who listen to this podcast, Keenan and I have been going back and forth, back and forth since last night about the latest episode of Insecure. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of arguing with you. And I just sent the link. And I said, let's take it to the podcast. Because I can't keep this energy that we're giving in this these texts. Mm-mm. Go ahead and put that. Let's put that on the podcast. Let's bring this over to the podcast. So I was trying to wait till tomorrow. Mm, mm, it was on your spirit, huh? It was on my spirit <laughs> to send you this link. So we can go ahead and get everything started. So, I just want to start this podcast off with welcome to Keep It Locked with Keenan Wayne and myself, Kiara Don. It's mm. episode three. And let's get into it. Let's hop into it because I have been dying to get on this podcast with you. Just for reference, last week, guys, we talked about dating and social media apps. But this week, we're going to cover a lot of stuff. But I want to start off by saying... Y'all got Molly fucked up. That's all I want to start this podcast off with. Y'all got my good sis fucked up. And let's hear, you know, opening statements from Kiara the Don because she is super passionate about it just like I am. So, you know, let us know, girl. Hashtag cancel the friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I And this is the thing that Keenan keeps missing. He thinks that I'm team Issa. I am not team anyone, okay? (laughs) I am team cancel the fucking friendship. And that's on period. That's on point and that's on period. You guys just don't need to be friends anymore. It's not if, serving you. It's it's not. You guys are not serving each other. No, no longer. It's, it needs to be done. And I'm cool with it being done. Like as a as a watcher, like I think they've outgrown each other. And that's just mm, it. Mm. Well, if you guys haven't seen last week's episode, please feel free to pause this and come back because we're about to do some spoilers. What I will say is that people assume that I am not a fan of Issa on the show. I think that the show has had this arc build up. And what I want to start off with is that Molly is not a hater. I saw multiple tweets of y'all saying Molly is a hater. Molly has always supported Issa, but it's not the way that you guys wanted her to support Issa. And I think a lot of you guys are Issa in relationships. And this isn't like me and Kiara. This is literally talking about the show. I think that a lot of people identify as Issa and they can't see outside of that goddamn lens. That's what I want to start that with. Let's put this disclaimer out there. Our friendship is nothing like this shit. (laughs) Because we wouldn't even let it get this far. For one. You bitches should have talked in the store. You would have had the conversation in the store, Miss Issa D and Miss Molly. Okay. There was just so much that happened in this episode. And it's just like, what do... <sighs> okay. Miscommunication. The miscommunication of Insecure. That is the name of this season. The miscommunication <laughs> of Insecure. Because if you guys would have just spoke, like just talked in the store or in the car when you 
when you got out of the self-checkout line or whatever the hell you guys checked out your groceries, we wouldn't be at this at this point. Let's even dial it back, though, because one thing that y'all have missed that I've seen a lot of people miss is that if you go back to the original episode, Issa lied to Molly and said, hey, I want you to come to this event with me. And then at the event, Daniel said, why did you come to this event? She said, oh, Molly invited me. Issa never tells the entire side of a story, which means she is a liar. The girl is a liar. She, okay. But she did not lie in this particular situation I just, okay, I in this particular situation where basically Molly said, Molly was basically like, just don't put me in the equation. She didn't say, I don't want you hitting up my man at all. She was just like, I'm not doing it for you. I'm not getting in the middle of that. And Issa was like, okay, cool, girl. I'm just going to figure it out how I need to figure it out. But mm. I guess Molly thought that she was the only connection but the true, the true thing is, there will be no. What's the guy's name? Asian Bay. I'm just gonna say Asian Bay. I can't remember <laughs> Andrew. right now. There'll be no Andrew and Molly without Issa and her connection with Nathan. So she mm. just reached back to her old, her first connection to Andrew, which is Nathan. Because Molly said, "Well, sis, just don't include me with this because I don't want to jeopardize my my new relationship." Mm. And I feel like Issa did respect that boundary. I, don't I think understand. she went behind the back. I think, How it, she I go think she went behind the back. Because you are dating Nathan. Now, he has built this relationship with Molly, and you asked her first, and you went behind your friend back in order to talk to her nigga to do you a favor. People are more inclined to do you favors off the strength of, of the friendship. If a nigga ghosted you, it wouldn't hold the same way of... And he specifically said, I thought this would help your best friend, which means that his connection with Molly made him more inclined to help Issa. So how can you tell a nigga that ghosted you that you don't fuck with your best friend? And then you have the nerve... That's what you're mad at. And that's that's, that's the point. If that's you what people, you're mad at. And I kept wondering, <laughs> I was like, why is Keenan so mad at this situation? Why is he so team Molly? You're mad because you feel like Issa did some type of betrayal mm-hmm. of saying, talking to the nigga that she, you know, had ghosted her and was like, uh, well, I don't fuck with Molly anymore. But you're pillow you're, talking with a nigga you cried to me about, and I just don't respect it. Don't okay, be okay. Well, here. that's understandable. Mm-mm. Um, at the same time, at the same time, Molly was feeling the same way about mm. Issa. She was like, well, I don't really want to go to the event because we're not cool right now. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to her nigga too. So what's the I, Molly didn't need a favor. Issa did. That's the difference. You can't bite the hand that feeds you. I understand that, Keenan. But I want you to think about this. Put yourself in Issa's shoes. And this is if this was your event. I mm-hmm. know if one if somebody was like, Oh, well, they said that they're not gonna help me, you know, and that's supposed to be my friend. Oh, that's supposed to Keenan, you would have called me very upset. But the one time I tell you no, I'm automatically not your friend. I don't think it was that. I think it was more so a buildup of everything that had been going on in the friendship. And I, honestly, I think Issa, if we think about it, if we go back to when Molly did not practice any boundaries and went to Nathan and stopped him from going to Issa's apartment. Mm. If we go back okay. to that. Issa I probably, give you that. It's a buildup. That's what I'm saying. So, Keenan, 
I understand your team Molly, which I really feel like you're only team Molly because you love the controversy. But whatever, <laughs> whatever, because I if know my... you see both sides. You just like to argue. I I do see both sides, and I just want to say, like, in the continuation of the episode. And back to your previous point is that, yes, Issa and Molly cross each other boundaries. I'm not saying that Molly is perfect. What I'm saying is that I want a balanced argument. And I've seen tweets and I've never seen people hold Issa accountable. It's always Issa is dumb. Issa is space-headed. But because Molly is a lawyer, she's held to a different standard. I want you to keep that same energy with Issa. No, and I get it. Like, I feel like Issa does not show up for her friends in the way that she expects them to. So that's the problem as well with Issa. So it's not for me... Like for me personally, I see it well, y'all both are y'all both fucked up the friendship. It's not, you know, oh Molly, 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 Molly. Even though it's very much so for me, I am more so fuck you to Molly than I am to Issa because I'm still rocking with Molly. But my the way Molly did things, it it just had it was just very mean spirited. Mm. You know, because I honestly I understand that you are upset. But I, I understand that you feel like we're not in a good space right now. Mm-hmm. But Keenan, I still would have made sure you were straight. I wouldn't have let you crash and burn. Because Andrew was like, you just were going to let her crash and burn? Like, you were just not, you just mm-hmm. want to watch her fall? You know, he asked her that. So, mm-hmm. and that probably also let him question her character as well. I hope I... Andrew looked at that because I wouldn't want to be with somebody that's gonna do that to their friend. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I just because if the way you act with your friend is the way that you will probably act in a relationship with me. If you need me, if I need you for something, and you just gonna leave me hanging because right now we're having some type of conflict. Mm. I I just think that Issa puts more energy into everything else but her friendship with Molly. So I am team canceled her friendship. I do think that Molly was wrong. I do think that it wasn't the right event. Okay. But the 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 whole um let's say sphere of that whole relationship is 50 50 to me at this point. Mm. At, at this point to me it's 50 50. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 45 55. And mm. is that the right math? <laughs> I guess so, girl. I barely girl, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I got an A in calculus. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Anyway. (laughs) What did you say? I got a C in calculus, child. Girl, I was speaking of C's. Can we drag Corolla? Oh, hold on, hold on. One more thing. One more thing before this friendship. And we're going to move on from this because this episode Mm. really will be long. It's a lot of stuff we have to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, One more thing I do like, one thing about Molly that I just definitely dislike is that she always viewed Issa kind of like as the fuck up friend. She was. But she was. But that's okay. I mean, okay. She was. And some, Mm. she was. Okay. Okay. But. Molly used that as a way to put herself on a pedestal, in my opinion. And when she finally saw Issa was getting herself together, Issa was slowly getting her shit together. You know, I think Molly but, was, it was making Molly kind of see, oh my God, she might be, you know, able to be on my level now. And oh my goodness, I don't have anyone to look down on anymore. That's also not keeping the same energy, though, because Kelly and Tiffany both said to her face they didn't think oh, it no. was going to work. Oh, they no. all I make think... fucked up jokes to each other, but I... Molly always get the heat. I understand that, but because I really, because when Kelly was like, she didn't really believe in the event either, I looked at Kelly sideways, too. And mm. also, I was just kind of like, 
I think all four of them have outgrew each other. I just mm-hmm. don't think they need to be friends. Mm. I don't think Issa is really, I think Issa probably is mentally checked out of all the friendships and she needs new friends. I really think mm. so. So, yeah, they said that, but also Molly and Issa have a, a closer friendship mm-hmm. than she has with the, the other two. So, mm. I think that's why it's a little bit different. They're, yes, they're a friend group, but Issa and Molly have a closer relationship. So, I just don't think you could be nitpicky with friends. If one person say something fucked up, I think that same rule should apply. Like, you tell me something rude, and then another friend tell me something rude. Why am I always so hypersensitive with you? Like, of course, we have a stronger bond, quote unquote. But the friend, I'm like, if you're my friend, you shouldn't be saying derogatory things to me on a regular, and it's normalizing that friend group. So, all of them need extensive counseling, in my opinion. But y'all got to ease up on Molly a little bit. Because Issa has some defects too, okay? I understand. I understand Issa. I, I understand where you're coming from with Molly. I get it. But what the I just do not fuck with is letting your friend, wanting to watch your friend crash and fail mm. after you know she's worked really hard on this. And I just could never do that to y'all. Like, I know I would be upset. I know I understand we have some tension going on or whatever, but okay, girl, you need my help. Let me see what I can do. But it's not my responsibility to cradle you through life either, even if we best friends. I don't think she's trying to cradle her. I don't think Mm. it was that. I just think it was just Molly really wanted to see it fail. Mm. She did. I just think she wanted a break from her friend and it was the worst time to possibly take that break. I don't, as much as Molly has showed up for Issa in the past, I don't think that she would want her friend to crash and fail. I mean, for if you even look back at previous episodes, when Issa was driving Lyft, she literally got in the car and was riding around with her. She kept all of her secrets. I'm like, you know, y'all gotta look at it from a full perspective. So I Molly know y'all don't was, hate me this episode, but I said what I said. Period. Molly was at her breaking point, but she, she didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. she didn't know how to handle the breaking point. She didn't know how to say, "I want to break from this friendship." Instead of it, instead of saying, "I'm not helping you," it just it was just very. It was just not. I mean, she showed up to all the preliminary events that they had, and then she warned Issa not to work with Condola, and she wouldn't be in that situation if it wasn't for Condola to begin with. So if you're repeatedly going against what I'm telling you, like, hey, friend, hey, friend, stop. Hey, friend, don't touch the fire. Sometimes I might have to let y'all touch the fire. That's true. That's true. I agree with that, too. I agree with that. But it's hashtag cancel the friendship. And then I was watching the uh, the preview for the next episode, and they were like, well, y'all need to talk it out. Some shit, you just, y'all need to just let each other go. Like, No, block each other and go about your way. <laughs> go about your way. Block each other. Go about your way. About your life. You know, I put on Twitter, I was like, you know, people come into your life for a reason in a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And we're at season four and it's time to let it go. And that doesn't take away for what you did for each other. That doesn't take away yeah. the love that you have for each other. But sometimes a bitch get on your nerves and you're like, hey, I don't really like you anymore. Yeah, she said, I don't really like her. I love her, but I don't really like her. I've been in that situation. It's like, I love mm-hmm. you, but I don't really like you anymore. And you obviously, you don't really like me either too much anymore either. Mm-hmm. We are not long, we're no longer serving each other. Yeah. What we were supposed to serve each other for. I think we've overstayed our welcome. It's time to let this go. And it's okay. I wish you the best. That's all mm. you have to say. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, I promise you, you'll move on. You'll probably find another friend. 
mm-hmm. a different connection. We have multiple soulmates that we'll we'll meet throughout our lives in platonic for in platonic form and with friends. So mm-hmm. it's okay. Sometimes things expire. And I love that they're gonna like show her stepping out of her comfort zone and getting new friends because it's kind of frowned upon. I mean, they're in their thirties, and if you think about us in our twenties, when we bring around a new friend, it's kind of like, mm, you know, mm. there's a little bit you, of reservations. We always yeah. have new friends, you know. Yeah, because so. I I'm very reserved. Like I'm very reserved about new friends. You know that about mm-hmm. me. I'm very. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have my friends, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of like new friends kind of scare me in a way, but it's. I, I don't know. I've already built my trust with these people. I don't feel like having to go through the whole trust thing all over again. You mm. know, that's just me. That's my thing. So good luck to Issa with trying to find new friends in her thirties. I know that 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 probably is going to be very trying. But and also, oh, shout we out missed to something Lincoln. though. We missed something. What do we miss? Where was her longtime lover? Where was uh, Lawrence? Where was he this episode? Y'all so hard on Molly uh, and a good friend. What a nigga who was sliding your DMs but can't come to your event that you've been talking about for a year. Where that energy at? We always so hard on women in friendships, but we never be hard on a nigga that we was actually fucking. Let's but Keenan, Lawrence, Lawrence don't owe her that. He don't owe her that, but he heard her talk about it. I mean... What? Are, if, what? Okay, he don't owe her that. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't feel like Lawrence's presence was needed. I think it was. Why? He kicked that shit up with Condola. He didn't want her working with Condola. The least he could do after fucking up his relationship with Condola was be like, hey, let me support you. Even on a friend level, if y'all trying to build a friendship but and you still follow me on social media, I think they are. I don't know. We'll see. I just, um, <laughs> I could have did without it. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> like, it isn't, it's not that big of a deal that Lawrence wasn't there for me. Now, I'm so angry. Aiden, you do sound angry. It sounds very personal. I need you to go in your corner, check that energy, and then come back. Let me burn some sage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go listen to Red Table Talk. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, so damn. No way. Anywho. But yes, anywho, um, I love the fact Nathan came back. Hi. Oh, light skin eyes. Oh, oh. Mm. I t- I put on Twitter, I love you, and I just I had to think back. I was like, Queen, that was Kira, that was kind of <laughs> aggressive. You don't know you like that. But I just felt that in my spirit to let him know. I don't care if he saw it or not. Something about him. him. It just makes me. Kendrick is beautiful. Oh god. That's his, that's the that's Nathan's real name. His name is Kendrick. Um. Yeah. When they killed him on that other show, How to Get Away with Murder, I was. Just I like, was sad. Oh, I was destroyed. I no. really was. When I was still watching that show, I was destroyed. I was like, well, girl, when he came up on my screen and insecure. Ooh. Like Nathan, I know he reads your message and replied three hours later, and I'm away fifty seconds and be like, okay, I waited long enough. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm triggered. Oh. <laughs> yes, Nathan is the he pops in and out, but that's okay. That's it's. I What's his name? Kendrick? Kendrick? No, Lamar. Hey, we listening. We love Kendrick. Him. No, Lamar. That's what I call him from now on. Kendrick <laughs> No, Lamar. I love him. I love seeing mm. him. He showed up at the right time. I don't know. He just showed up at the right time. You know, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if Issa going to give him a little meow. <laughs> a little meow mix. A little meow mix. <laughs> Meow, meow. What was that cat commercial that used to come on when we was younger about I the cat food? Meow, meow. 
Meow mix, meow mix, meow 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 meow. Girl. But anyway, moving on to pretty chick. Oh God. Curdy chick controller. I just want to buy in her mouth, like. It just, it a, ooh, girl. I thought about a scene of Bad Girls Club. Like, I just wanted her to just yank her. I know that's not this type of show. Ooh. But the nerve and the gall. The gall. The nerve. The audacity. Because you mad because that nigga still like her. Okay? That don't have nothing to do with that her. Don't have nothing. That. Issa was just like, girl, I didn't know y'all broke up. I didn't know anything. I don't talk to that nigga like that. And that's why I have, a, that's why Keenan, I was like, no, Lawrence didn't need to really be there because him and Issa don't talk to each other like that. They mm. run into each other, but they don't talk to each other like that for him to show up to her event. So mm. that's why I think Condola had an assumption of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really that deep. And I mean, I get it. If you see somebody that's still like cool with their ex, you know, coolish, and they still follow each other on social media, of course you go have some reservations. Because as the viewers, we see the whole story. In real life, you don't. So you got to lead with touch and go type situation. So I get it, girl. But you knew what it was when you signed up for it. And when you found out she used to date him, you could have backed out then and there for you to wait wait for an argument. Not a week before. You've been riding with me this whole time. For this event, and you wait a week before to pull, like to go ghost on me. Mm. Issa handle it. Ooh, she more a woman than I'll ever be, to be honest. She <laughs> <can't look. laughs> That's some in your thirties, grown that I have not leveled up to yet. Shout I have not y'all. gotten there, Jesus. I like I always say, God is working on me because Canola mm. would have got something. I. I Mm. I would have sent that bitch a cease and desist. I'd be like, Molly, uh, I'm suing her. We're taking her to court. I would, I would have did that route because you. Wait for what? What would you be suing her for? She broke the agreement. She she signed a contract with Issa to make sure that all of those vendors were there to make sure that everything flowed she made, properly. She made sure the vendors were there. She said she showed up and made sure the vendors were there, and she brought the help that she, that was supposed to be done. But at the same time, she should have been a grown woman and communicated with Issa and been like, hey. This is what's going on. Mm. And a week before the event, like I put on events before Mm -hmm. and like a week before an event, the day before the event, the day of the event, it is Mm -hmm. very stressful. So Issa was in that by herself. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Well, what you put out in the world, come back to you. So, Oh, cookie crunch, condensed milk credit check i really <laughs> i can't i don't want to ever see your character again they don't have to ever bring that bitch back i am over her that was mm-hmm. just like Issa handled that way better than me i ooh. i kind of i disagree with you on that i kind of want the mess to continue i want her to fuck with daniel <laughs> condola why where did that come from keenan what going on in Keenan's world? What's going on in Keenan's world? You know, it'll spice up the show. Like, could you imagine that's so random. She's on a dating app and then she runs into Daniel and that's, you know, how they rework him back into the script. I love the mess. And she's I love it. Keep Condola as Sisters BT. It's a good show. (laughs) Keep her over there. If y'all, I forgot her her real name is Christina. I can't remember her last name. But she's a good. I think it's Elmore. Oh yeah, Christina Elmore. Keep her as sisters. BT. It's a good show. That's what. That's what she get in. What she fit in. We don't need her back over insecure because, oh lord, 
Ooh. But anyway. One more thing to touch on before we go to music. Kelly oh. and that British accent. <laughs> two things to touch on, too. <laughs> Kelly, oh my God, girl. Talking to my husband. Ooh. I was drinking Man. some wine and I almost threw the wine at my screen. I uh, just, I'm gonna put this out there one more time. Don't you talk about my man like that first? Keenan, you know what? <laughs> you let that go. You dream. You dream in Neverland. You're a dreamer. dreamer. You're a dreamer. <laughs> dream on. Anyway, like I was about to say, if you look like a mene, or you go ahead and contact me. I'm very much so single. Okay, black people meet. Okay. <laughs> That girl, we used to be playing me, on the me, chat line. Girl, Black Planet. That's old. You I know, that's, that's way old. That's out of our generation. <laughs> you ever got in the chat room with your friends and talked to niggas? You didn't do that? Well, what we used to do was, oh my God, God forgive me, Lord. <laughs> um, you know they used to have the commercials where you can call people, like mm-hmm. the, the hot the chat lines. Mm-hmm. When I was in like sixth grade, me and my friends used to call it. Mm-hmm. And talk to them, girl. My mama listen to this. We used to, <laughs> I used to be like, "My name Ashley. I'm, I'm, I'm from Washington D.C. I'm looking for a, a handsome, tall young man. That's how I used to do. And I used to be changing my voice. That's how I knew I probably needed a career in acting because I used to be. Ooh, I was twelve. I'm five. I have a Coke bottle figure. And I'm very much so single. Girl, and we used to be dying laughing on three ways um, doing that. Girl, I don't know if mama got that bill. <laughs> I don't think mine did. My them niggas used to be weird. Them niggas was weird. They'd be like, hey, hey, sexy. I used to be like, hey, 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 whoa. You <laughs> used to switch your voice up. Yeah. <laughs> you are awful. <laughs> Oh my Snitching on ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we are definitely. Si- well, I'm grown now. If they have a problem, I mean, I don't really care. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, but anyway, yes, I love Kelly so much because we just really be here. Like, that's funny, really you, bitch. That's really, that's really seeing me on screen because that bitch funny. <laughs> I mean, that's some shit I do. I wouldn't meet no dude and lie about a British accent, but. Mm-hmm. This is- <laughs> You know, I didn't know what the fuck poppycock meant. I had to Google it. I didn't know. Did you know the meaning of it? No, please tell me. <laughs> so when I Google poppycock, it means to like uh, say words that don't mean anything. It means rubbish and just non-existent. So when she I said poppycock to... England, it was like a play on words of like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Okay, I love Insecure. I love that stuff. Also, I do want to touch on before we move on to the next thing. Um, was definitely because people were like, "Are you going to touch on this?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and touch on it." Um, Tiffany's uh, postpartum. Mm. So I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, a lot of women deal with that. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't talk about it. You know, people they give birth and you know they go into a depression after giving birth because now the your whole world changes mm-hmm. and adjusting to that change and adjusting to your body changes and your mind." changes as well because now you're not only taking care of yourself you also have some uh, another being to take care of and mm. you're all you're probably questioning yourself if you're doing a good job and 
everything and then you have your relationship that you also have if you're still with the, the father of the child mm-hmm. you have to worry about it, about it as well so I know a lot of women do go through postpartum uh, depression and I think that we're going to start seeing Tiffany's storyline unravel within that it's just frightening and like heartbreaking because I know we have peers, friends, family members, even people we don't know that deal with that. So like my heart goes out to them because it's so much to juggle being a woman. And I know I can't really speak from a woman perspective. I can only speak through my lens. I can only imagine like all the societal pressures of like, you know, you're worrying about how your body's going to look. Sometimes it's medical complications or like you have a C-section and X, Y, and Z. And it's right. like to still have to function in your day-to-day mind when you're not really there, but also have to care for a child. Like, I agree with you. That is just, right. shout out to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day, you know, that just passed. So, oof. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I agree. I really wanted to touch on that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, just to you know, sending my love to anyone who listens and they are dealing with postpartum or are they, if they dealt with it before, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to send my love to you. Please. If you Mm -hmm. feel like you are never Mm -hmm. feel, uh, never feel like you can't go get help. Definitely Mm -hmm. go try to get therapy. Go definitely go try to talk to someone. Um, because you're not alone. So Mm -hmm. you have to build yourself back up and you got to find your, your new identity as a a mother and a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, so yes, I definitely you know I'm happy that you know we can thanks talk for talking about that. Thank thank you. Yeah. So moving along, um, insecure was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we always we always talk about insecure for like the first thirty minutes because mm-hmm. it's so much. Oh my God, <laughs> it's so much. So when the season is over with, we will be switching up how we do things. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple more episodes, and then we'll we'll switch things up. You guys see, you know how we work with that and y'all so already thanks. know at the 30 minute mark y'all could just fast forward if you don't watch yes, the show but you need to watch forward. the goddamn show so you could get the jokes okay yes fast forward <laughs> to 30 minutes and then we'll talk about stuff that you you know hey like hbo that. feel free to send us some merch okay, okay. <laughs> i love insecure anyway let's go <laughs> okay so starting off when we're talking about music the the first thing that we definitely need to do is definitely um um, shed some light on the recent uh, passings and I hate mm. that we even have to say that plural and mm-hmm. say that in plural um, of Betty Wright Andre mm-hmm. Harrell and- oh my gosh are we ready for our next segment yes okay so yeah Insecure was really cute this week um, <laughs> very full of drama <laughs> Hopefully, Molly and Issa cancel the friendship, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I will be dragged this week when the episode drops. So, feel free to add me with all your concerns. (laughs) Keenan, I just feel like you try to see everyone's side, and I think that's just really what it is. So, I'm glad you know. (sighs) Controversy. That's what you love. Anyway, (laughs) um, moving along. So, Music this week has had like it's very, very lows and very, very highs. So, do you want to start off with the highs or we're going to go with the lows? Um, you know, I think that we should start off with some good content because the, the segment of Insecure, everybody was a little tight. So, let's start off with a little bit of positivity. Work out with me. okay. So, Mickey <laughs> got her number one finally. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I am so excited that Nikki and Doja have a number one. It's just a long time coming. 
it's a long time coming. Nikki, we all know Nikki should have got her number one for Super Bass, but and that's Anaconda. neither here or there. And Anaconda, <laughs> she was blocked by Taylor Swift for that. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Flawless Remix should have been a number one single as well. Absolutely. I wish Flawless Remix would have got a video. It it did, sweetheart. It did? Yeah, it was exclusively released on Tidal. Oh, that's why I never saw it. I need to get Tidal. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. Let me get into you real quick. How you a Nikki stand? And you ain't never seen the flawless remix. I feel like you have, but you're just not reaching in that memory. I'm okay? trying to think. Was- I remember like the album like logo. I remember all that, but I don't remember the video. I can't believe it had a video. It was at Coachella. Like they they shot it at Coachella and everything. But that was feeling myself. That wasn't flawless remix. Oh bitch, I'm so <laughs> I'm the wrong one. See, them helpers put out two remixes and they should have both been number one. That is absolutely... I'm, I'm sitting here racking my brain. I'm like, how did I never see the flawless? Wait a minute. Oh my gosh. Everybody be like, here, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone will be at the Keep It Locked podcast Instagram commenting, letting us know. <laughs> uh, Kiara, you're in the wrong. I am wrong, okay? Uh no, but I'm just saying the video is probably out there in a vault and we just don't know about it. So hey, I might be right. That's true. That's true. It's Beyonce. I'm just I'm excited. It's such like you were saying. It's a, a renaissance for female rap artists like Meg yes. Doja. Just ah, uh, the new girl Rico. Rico. The new girls. The new girls are coming. They're a com- They are coming with a vengeance, and they are coming with talent. And Literally. I'm just gonna say it. I saw it, and that's that's. I said it, and I saw it, and that's just it, and that's on period. Dina go number one made me come. I know that. <laughs> What did you say? Nothing. Moving on. I don't even know. All I heard was come. That's scary. I was ready for Doja Cat to show her boobs. As promised. So I kept streaming it. Keenan. <laughs> Shout out to Doja Cat. Thank you for your thank you for your talent. I'm so proud of you with your number one. I'm so happy you didn't show your boobs. Even though if you did, hey, who cares? I'm just happy that you played everybody and got your number one. I love a girl who, you know, I love a girl who just uses what she got to get what she wants. And I love it. (laughs) However, however, I will say I did not like the shade that everyone was throwing towards Nikki because they were like, you know, it took that long for you to get a number one after 109 entries. And I'm just like, what point does that make? Do you have a number one? I, Do you have I, a number one single? I don't understand. Have you ever like, charted? Have you done anything in the past 10 years of your life that has equated to something of that magnitude? Like, everybody wants to criticize them, and I get that they're public figures, but... You know, they still human at the end of the day. And whenever you spew hate like that, that shows that you're really bitter, you know? Bitter, bitter baddies. And then I guess the black women of all people, black women are winning right now and they will continue to we win. So stay mad about it. <laughs> stay mad. But yes, shout out to Doja and Nikki and then Beyonce and Megan, they hold the number two spot. So if anybody, you know, if, if everybody wants to, you know, keep the momentum going we could just stream the hell out of savage remix and get them to number one next week and it just it'll be a win-win for me i would love so i would love that like if we can get them both to number one i thought i probably did myself because i stream savage like 
crazy mm-hmm. the last week or so. I had so, it on my speaker and I was dancing around in my room like I could actually do choreography. So like I was streaming both of them records, girl. Like living my life. Okay. <laughs> I have choreography ready for Savage Remix. <laughs> it just will never be seen. <laughs> Let the girls see it. We want to see it. Well, it'll just you know it will never be seen. But I I, I have it in my head. Oh my god. Just know. <laughs> <laughs> Blocking. But me. yes. I love it. 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 And also, the girls are really just dominating the charts. This is not a black woman, but hey, we talked about her last week. JoJo got number one album on R&B. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of Mamas, Miss Mamas. I'm proud of her. Miss Mamas, yes. <laughs> love her. Love JoJo. I think I'm so rooting JoJo because of her story. You know, I am just so happy for her. Because this, it's a comeback. It really is a comeback. What was the name of her album again? Good, good to know. Good to know. Okay, okay. What was your favorite song off of it? Oh, shit. What is my favorite song? You I said it last week. I said last week it was, it's, well, last week it was so bad because I, I love, but the, but I love the outro on Pedialyte. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, those last 30 seconds are it okay? the runs just in general on the album I say Think About You is literally the best song I don't know if we said that last week but y'all have enough time did. to come back and listen but Think About You is the ticket Think About You okay yeah <laughs> I think that's my number yeah Think About You because I just yeah I love it mm-hmm. um, it's very relatable um, so yeah I think I think think about you but there's just the production on this on that album is really good and then I found out Lido did a lot of production on it so I was kind of happy because I like him a lot mm-hmm. so and I listen to stuff on like SoundCloud and stuff so I'm like okay you're dope I'm happy you guys found each other you know and work together so I love it I love it I love it love for it. Jojo I just think she's amazing like I just wow <sighs> I really think she should play Tina Marie I would love to see that. I think JoJo's researchings in like the music industry is just a testament to not letting somebody else define your dream. Like so many people wrote her off. She was in a horrible record deal. And for her to be like, hey, this is my dream. This is my passion. And I'm gonna stick to it. Even if you don't like her, you still have to respect her craft, you know? Right. And also we have um, Kalani's album dropped. It's been going really well. Uh, hopefully she can get her number one too she got number one on itunes so yeah she has like a uh she has a merch set right now so like if you stream the album you can go on her website and you can buy a puzzle which i thought was so cool it comes with a digital album or you could get like a sweatshirt that's what how do you feel about that I think that is very, like, brilliant. Like, I've never seen somebody, like, I know the merch album deal has been going around for a little minute, but to have, like, a puzzle and, like, different hats and stuff that you could buy, it made me want to get, you know, that merch. No, what I meant, like, yeah, like, how do you feel about artists, the the streaming, and they have the bundle deals now. So if the merch, mm-hmm. the merch is included. I, I don't really, in ticket sales and all, I don't really care for it personally. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think I think that the industry is changing. I feel like the in- industry is changing, so I think we should be able to adapt with the times. Do I think they should be able to compete with people who didn't have like merch, including the sales? No, but like moving forward, like all of the things that are released in that time period where that counts, then they should be going up against those people. I don't think personally that it's 
a number one in 1990 and number one now are exactly the same. It's right. it's more current to the current industry. But I mean, with times change and different rules apply, you can't always have the same formula. You know, I'm, I agree. I agree with you. I think the problem is the music industry is still trying to catch up to the internet and streaming and mm-hmm. figuring it out mm-hmm. uh, with parts. So I think we're just in a phase of Billboard figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And this is what we have for right now. So because I know Nikki and Travis, they had a thing about the bundle deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when Queen came out and Astroworld came out at the same time. And it was just a lot with that. Because they were counting, allegedly, they were counting Travis uh, bundles and not Nikki's at the time, allegedly. And Nikki had a lot to do with streaming being counted mm-hmm. uh, for for charts as well. They have the so, same thing with DJ Khaled and Tyler the Creator, right? With the whole streaming merch battle. I think so with Igor, mm-hmm. and I think the last album was Father of Assad, mm-hmm. or girl, I don't know, but we all know what was the best, which which was the best album. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to the to producers Igor. on both of those albums. I have no comment. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have to say, I love Igor. Like, that best rap album, and it won. Because you make my heart Grammy. break. Ah, oh, that make my heart break. Think about that. Girl, Igor is a, it's a, honestly, I, I, um, that's a YouTube video, and it breaks down the genius behind Igor basically saying the whole storyline of the album, and I just was sitting there, and I soaked it in, and I was just like, wow. I'm gonna really, have to watch it. He really thought this out, and it's just beautiful. It's just basically, like, uh, I love it. I love that album. So, if anyone has not listened to Igor by Tyler, the creator, I mean, probably you have, like, you know, oh, you know I, I love I, that damn album. Earthquake is No, nice. I know you have, and I'm talking <laughs> about our listeners. If you haven't, like, if the listeners have not listened to Tyler the Creator's new album, and I feel like a lot of people look at Tyler the Creator and they still think of the dude that swallowed a roach. That was sexy <laughs> to me. Oh, that was really that was sexy. I was so intrigued. Like as a kid, I think I was maybe like 14. I was just like, Wolf can't kill them all. Any like, weird nigga, I'm, I'm, all. I'm all for it. Yes. Any weird type of dude. Like, yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> I just I was so but what I'm saying is like I think a lot of people still hold on to that and they don't see that he actually has progressed musically. Mm-hmm. And he's continuing. I don't even think he's at his peak, honestly. I, I don't think it's fair to always be judged on some shit you did when you was 14. If I held a mirror to not only us and the people that listen to us. Because he was a teenager. Yeah, that's some shit that you just said at 14, 15. And even today, that's problematic or can be viewed as such. He's an artist. He's going to do weird shit to get your attention. And I loved it. It got my attention. So, hey. Shout out to Tyler. I love Tyler. I, I'm so mad that I'm not. I like. He's been on my bucket list for years mm. to... Uh, see in concert and every time it falls through and my last time I had my concert tickets and you know the pandemic is happening so I had to get my, my ticket refunded to me and I was just sad like I was like I was gonna finally see him and <clears throat> it didn't work out but that's okay you know divine timing divine it'll happen timing. when it needs to happen so yes I don't know how we even got on the topic of well, I know how we got on the topic, but yes. <laughs> also, Tyler, Cre- I just want to put it out there, like Igor. It's a it's a progression of his albums, mm-hmm. like how they they sound. Like I think the switch started to happen on the Wolf album, mm-hmm. and then it kind of start like he was in a transitional phase of his sound between Wolf and Cherry Bomb, mm-hmm. and then Flower Boy. It was like okay, 
he's fully he's came full circle with this cycle and then igor was just like oh shit even okay. the personal touches like just like having uh gerard Carmichael like talking in the middle of like the interludes who is like one of my faves I love him from the Carmichael show uh shout out to my mama for putting me on him that is my husband he is so weird and to himself and I just want to meet him so put that out you love (laughs) (laughs) you will we will (laughs) but yes like it's been really like music this year has been really just wow yes like and I know with the Kalani album, I am still, I know me and you talked about it, like, off the scene, mm-hmm. uh, off the podcast. I, we both decide, like, we both agreed it's a grower for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love it because I've been looking on Twitter and, like, seeing, and, like, a lot of people love it. Some people are not feeling it. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it again and I was just like, oh, excuse me. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, it actually is pretty good. You know, I was like, okay. I like the opener. I like Toxic. I like I like that song, and I like Bad News. I like the I like- video for Toxic. I, I think she had put out a video for it, right? Or was it... She released a I string think- of videos around that time. So, and I think she also put out the video for every Nobody's Business or Everybody's Business. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. I also like the song Hate the Club. Oh yeah, she was uh, she was live tweeting today about the inspiration between all of the tracks. So if you go on her Twitter, she'll tell you what the inspiration between all of them were. Uh, you made me appreciate Can I? I liked Can I, I but did? I have to go back and li- yeah. Um, okay, I like Can I a lot too. I don't know why I didn't say that one. I really like I like I like the album. It's it's still growing on me though. So I like grieving. Like I don't know. I like grieving because I like James Blake. I love so, James Blake. I love James Blake. Forward. <laughs> that's what i think about girl I, think I love james blake shout out to james blake I, love him. <laughs> I know she was happy about that feature that's huge shout out to the whole team i know we say shout outs a lot we should just put that on a hat because we shout out everybody on shout the out podcast, but shout out we, to just, <laughs> we want everybody to eat and everybody to be put on so okay. like hey okay but um yeah, I'm trying to think about did I miss did we miss anything else with music? Um, oh. Chris Brown and Young Thug released a project. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but the interwebs are saying that it is really, really good. I'm not a big Young Thug fan. Mm. And as as nothing personal, I don't think he's. I don't have anything like. I just never like delve into Young Thug world because he was the one that's like, I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. That was him. Oh, yeah, somebody else. Oh. oh, that was him. <laughs> and um, I like his feature with Nicki. Which one? Uh, it was released like maybe two or three years ago. Forgot the name of it, but I mean, mm, mm. cute, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> I am still Young Thug is something somebody I'll have to just kind of delve into one day and try, and I just haven't connected there yet. And I, I I'll try the I'll try the EP. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see how I like it. You know, I'm not gonna just throw it to the side. Like I'm really gonna try and listen to it and see how I feel about it. So a lot of people are saying that it's really good. So I'm going to definitely go ahead and give it a try. Um, you know who I, know I miss I... being on the scene though. You know who I really want new music to drop from. Who Zane? I really miss Zane so but much. But he just came out with um I. Ca- Girl, I'm not pronounce it. 
I can't even pronounce it either. Icarus, um, we're gonna try it. Icarus Falls. Please know that we're both degree. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we messed up some artist name last week. I'm so sorry. I mean, um, people with degrees, you know, that don't mean shit. But we try. <laughs> it don't mean shit. But I'm just saying, we educated. I don't having a degree don't mean shit, girl. You can go on YouTube and learn the same shit. I promise you. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. But, yeah, because uh, that album came out in 2018, though. So we we overdue for a project, my girl. We're not overdue. It's two years. I, I think that we are because Zayn. Keenan, we haven't gotten an album from Frank in four years. We haven't gotten an album from SZA in three years. Mm, we haven't okay. got an album from from Rihanna in five. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten an album from Jasmine Sullivan in six. Okay, okay, I'll ease up. I just miss my baby. I miss seeing him on my Instagram feed. I love that album, and I love the videos that came from it. Entertainer is one of the best songs off that CD. And if I got you, okay, I didn't really so be sure to listen to Zayn. Sometimes sophomore albums kind of fall through the crack for people, and Mm -hmm. I feel bad because that's that like sophomore curse. I guess Mm -hmm. it sounds bad, but some people's sophomore albums, it's like. Okay, like usually the sophomore right, album is sometimes better than the like first album. The first, the yeah, but it just it critically is better. Like, but I think commercially sometimes it falls through the cracks, and that's okay. one album I think fell through the cracks because I know when Mind to Mind came out, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, everybody know like about Mind to Mind. I love Mind to Mind. Like he has some really good songs on there. Like Start that was finish. a summer. Was that a summer sixteen album? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because I remember okay. blasting it all the time. Drunk. Ugh. Oh, oh my gosh. That was 2016. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was definitely 2016. Oh, yeah. It was 2016. Mm-hmm. Great times. I always talk about 2016 that summer because we just had a great time. Like, amazing. Music the was music amazing. was great. We were going the to music was amazing. The That's when Caroline came out by Mine and I was just ugh, in love. Oh, by my husband. You're right. Oh god. Here we go. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, um, one more thing before we move on to the lows. The lows. Mm-hmm. The lows. Sorry, y'all. One more thing. Um, I just want to put out there that I have been I've been revisiting. Um, I always try to go back and like revisit an album. Like, mm-hmm. and I've been revisiting confessions for the last week or so. Bitch, Usher. I need you actually, to get out of my mind. <laughs> actually, I just been listening to Usher a lot. Like today, especially, I was in the Ultima. Y'all know, in the Ultima Club, Ultima <laughs> Club, Ultima. I just go call my car. I call her Miss Ultima 08, but I'm really gonna start calling her Club Ultima because baby, I be I be banging in there. You already know how I'm rolling. You already know how I roll in Miss Ultima. Okay, this is my third Ultima. I don't know why I keep buying. I don't know why I keep getting ultimate love. Anyway, auntie vibes, love it. I love it. I'm an auntie. That's just who I am. Did you That's- hear like the rumor mill that Confessions like a sequel is coming? Like Jermaine Dupree said that they're gonna make a follow up to Confessions. They don't need to. <laughs> Leave it where it's at. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't feel like they need to. I think Usher is at a point because his his features lately have been really dope. I mm-hmm. think he's at a point where we we're, we're past the confession stage. 
just mm-hmm. give us something something new because no. However, I do like Sex Beat. Have you listened to Sex Beat? I have not. Like Sex Beat, let me think. That's his latest single, right? That's his song with Ludacris and Lil Jon that they put out oh, I didn't after like the it. verses. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I didn't connect I to it. it. Didn't. Maybe for me, I just have such a love and admiration for Love and Friends that I just couldn't connect to this project. Maybe that's because I don't have a man and I'm bitter about it, but I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I don't have a man. Well, I'm not really bitter about it, girl. Then again, <laughs> stop the camera. What, what, what I did was, I like separated it from Love and Friends. I was just like, okay, let, don't even think about Love and Friends. I just like the intro. I like the. Mm, it just, just didn't didn't hit for me, but I'm happy that it hit for you. I, it hit for me, but you gotta listen and talk. You gotta listen to it in the Ultima. Okay, okay. So when you come I'll back home, it, when this like, shit is over with. Listen to it in the Ultima. I listen okay, to it. Okay, I'll be my spirit flight right now. I'm going to hold you up to it. <laughs> Don't book that right now, child. We ain't, we, ain't in the, we ain't in the safe zone just yet. Wait. Uh, pause. What's your favorite song off Confessions? Um, It was Superstar for years and years. Mm. And I think Superstar. it's still Superstar, but now I'm going to throw two more into the mix. Do it Which to one me. you gonna throw in the mix? Do it to me. Mm-hmm. And throw back. Uh, oh, that's hard. Ooh. I'm I'm gonna have to ride with Superstar. Like every time I listen to Stup- Superstar, I just feel like the sexiest man alive. Do you like, feel like you like just... on a rocket and you going to the galaxy? <laughs> I think about like it's Valentine's Day and like I'm getting roses for my man and I'm waiting for him to come home. I'd have cooked him a meal and then he like I'm on the way and I'm in my robe and I just put that song on, spray my little YSL and then he come and yep, nine months later. <laughs> oh my God. I hate you. <laughs> I like do it to me because of the Prince vibes. That's literally it. <laughs> that is so like I the, think Brian Michael Cox wrote on that too I think so shout out to Brian Michael Cox as well dope dope legend dope, dope, I want legend. him to do a versus battle I want him to do a versus I feel like the perfect person to do a versus with him was Jonte Austin mm-hmm. that was the perfect person and I'm like if y'all could do it again that's the person he can go against I would be scared to buy, to battle Jonte like no shit. That I would was be a, like, ooh. I don't think a lot of people knew how much like heavy he is. That pin, that game? pin is heavy. Mm-hmm. The pin, and that bag that, is heavy too. I know that okay. bag is heavy. We be, we belong together. Itself is a heavy <laughs> bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell this one more time. If you want to get into the industry and you go write a little something, you go hone your skills. And mm-hmm. you go get into the songwriting bag because that's where you get a con- a constant check. I would love to go to like a Jonte songwriting camp, like him and like the whole team. I would eat that up. Okay, I would eat that up. I would be like, okay, sign me up, teach teach me the ropes because I I, I like I like to write on the side anyways. I just need somebody to perfect me, help me perfect this. Okay. Let crazy story like when we belong together came out mcdonald's had released this like special line of chicken wings at the time it was like fried chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> 
and I remember begging my mama to take me to McDonald's. And then when we got the chicken wings, We Belong Together came on on the radio. So I always think about that special edition chicken wings that McDonald's had when I listened to We Belong Together. Was it, what the, was it the specialty wings or some shit mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. And my fat ass had like a 10-piece as a kid. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm screaming. Of course you would. <laughs> Y'all, Keenan is like a fried chicken connoisseur. Like his whole girl, we will go to a, a nice restaurant. Keenan's gonna order chicken wings or chicken <laughs> tenders. And I used to get on him about that. I'm like, can you expand your palate, please? Girl, they were called Mighty Wings. They were so good. Yeah, okay, I remember those. Okay, I remember the Mighty Wings. I will always ask, but they wouldn't get them for me. Bring it back. Bring it back, McDonald's. Bring it back. Well, I don't mm, eat McDonald's. It's not. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's not the ticket. But it's if they the brought ticket. it back, I would be first in line to try them just to be just being real. But so, yeah, like mm. moving along to the low points now. Shout mm-hmm. out to Confessions again. I, uh, such an album. Superstar. <laughs> such an album. I wish oh. I could sing. I would never shut up. <laughs> I don't shut up. <laughs> You could sing though. I know. I know. Shut up. You should put out that song that you did on SoundCloud so our listeners can listen to it. What song? You remember you did a song years ago? Oh, I ain't finished that. I gotta finish that one. Um. Mm. Anyway, moving along. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, uh now we got to address the lows. I wanted to mm-hmm. just kind of go high. Let's talk about the highs. Keep this fun. Mm-hmm. Now we got to talk about we had some passings in black music uh, this past weekend. Um, and it was some heavy hitters. Uh, we had mm-hmm. Betty Wright, mm-hmm. Andre Harrell, and Little Richard. Mm-hmm. That's just within itself legends. Three mm-hmm. legends in one weekend in, le- in 48 hours. That was a lot to process. It was a lot to process. It's still a lot to process, honestly. I can't really wrap my head around it. Like, to their family, their fans, just that contribution to music. It's just undeniable. And the music industry will never be the same. Never. Like, Andre Harrell, he was responsible for a lot of evolution within Black music and the culture in the 90s. Everyone talks about how much they love the 90s and the music in the 90s. And if you really want to think about it, Andre Harrell provided a snowball effect for mm-hmm. that. You know, um, he was the president, the CEO, the founder of Uptown Records. Uptown Records had Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, Christopher Williams, Heavy D, um, it was a lot, you know. Then he also had dealings with, you know, Guy was also on uh, Uptown Records, if I, I might be mistaken. And so Teddy Riley was responsible for New Jack Swing. And mm-hmm. then also with having Mary J. Blige and Jodeci, it also brought the mesh of hip hop and R&B. And mm-hmm. that, that itself changed the whole game of urban music. And then we wouldn't have Diddy because Diddy was with Uptown Records as well, and that's where he was hired. That's where he got his first chance with Andre Harrell. So Andre Harrell within himself is a snowball effect of so Mm -hmm. much of the culture today. Uh, And he was also, whenever um, in the 90s, he was also president of Motown Records, and that within itself is big as hell because Motown Records is basically the blueprint of Black Sound. Um. He was also friends with Russell Simmons, which is also like, 
I don't know if you mentioned that before, but he yeah. worked at Def Jams for two years at one point before he found it uptown. And I just thought that that was so you think about all these people of, let's say, gatekeepers of hip hop. And he was one of the gatekeepers of hip hop. He was a gatekeeper, like for real, you know. So and if you also want to break it down, like without Teddy Riley, we wouldn't have the Neptunes in Pharrell. So that's Whoa. another snowflake. That's another snowball effect. Whoa. Okay? Can you imagine a world without Mary J. Blige? Can you imagine a world without Pharrell? That's who. Can you imagine a world without Chad Hugo? Can you imagine a world without Diddy? You know how many niggas would would have been murdered if Mary J. Blige wasn't around to save them so we could cry it out before we murdered the niggas? I knew if my mama was going through something where she was changed her ringtone on her phone in my life. Oh my God. You knew. You knew. You knew. Sorry, it mama. was sandwiches and cereal that night. You knew. You knew it was cereal and milk, cornbread and milk. You knew. Girl, she was going through it. Sorry, and I'm not la- I'm laughing at just like my childhood, not not them, but it's it's wild when you heard that, you'd be like, you know what? Mama ain't in the mood today. I'ma just sit down and shut the fuck up. I'm just I shut still up. feel like that. She running the mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. album. Let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I set my ass down. Let me set my ass <laughs> and down. And I move to the side. And go eat my uh, my kid cuisine and get out her face. <laughs> kid cuisine was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was vile. <laughs> That's terrorizing. Also, fuck hamburger helper. I'm gonna preach that to the top of my life. I've been saying that for years. Trash. My mama did Trash. hamburger helper. Praise God. <laughs> but yeah, Andre my Burrell life, my life, just... my life. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, I Andre Pharrell <laughs> like just oh, yeah. a titan. So it was and they said that he had heart failure, allegedly. I wanna say allegedly. Uh he had heart mm-hmm. issues. Um and he just was found unresponsive. And so I just wow. And he was fifty nine. Yeah, to be like a black man in the nineties and have, you know, different records from your you know, talent to be in Universal Pictures and just in television shows mm-hmm. in the 90s was a huge deal. Like, I, man, that's, words can't even describe words his can't impact. Just, his impact, and I think a lot of people in the industry are hurting, and we can't even celebrate his life the way we would like to because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And, you know, I also think about Betty Wright as well. Mm-hmm. She was just that woman was on that woman had been in the music industry since she was 11 years old 50 years she was the first one of the first women the first black women to go independent in the 80s before the internet so she was distributing physical copies herself that is so huge oh my god and she was also a vocal coach to the stars Mm-hmm. You know, she was a vocal coach to Lil Wayne. She was a vocal coach to a whole slew of people. Um, and also making the band. And that was the first time I really, like, you know, really looked at Miss Wright and seeing her impact on making the band. I remember watching those episodes as a kid and it inspired my love for the music industry. That album that she vocal coached those kids on is the first album I ever bought, like, period, from Danny DeCane. So seeing how she was so warm with them and hearing stories about her being so real and gentle and sweet, you know, to grow up in such a vicious industry like that and to just navigate through it with grace and tenacity is commendable. Right. It's commendable. Like, 
I woke up that day and I looked at my phone and I just was like, are you like, I know Shaka Khan kind of gave us a little warning because she was like, please live uh, Betty, uh, Betty right in your prayers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, no, I'm not ready because mm-hmm. I literally just watched her unsung like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just still riding off the high of that because I always loved Betty Wright and just to hear her story was amazing. So I'm happy that we were able to give her flowers while she was here. And then she performed. Absolutely. She was still featuring on um on hip hop records too, because she's heavily sampled uh throughout mm-hmm. hip hop. Like hip hop respects the hell out of Betty Wright. And um, they should. As they should, you know. So just Please send blessings to her family because she mm-hmm. has like I think she has like five kids, five or six kids. So and they tour with her as well. So oh, okay. she's such a nucleus to to her family, you know. And I just wow, like peace and blessings to them. I'm just really it just really did something to me. Both of like Andre mm-hmm. Harrell did something to me because he's someone I always looked up to. Because I've mm-hmm. always wanted to work in the music industry and in entertainment. And I was, mm-hmm. I studied, he was one of the people I studied and I re- read about. And Betty Wright, because of her being just a, a, a singer with so much range and she's a storyteller as well, mm-hmm. it was just like uh, also a knife in the back. Because I'm like, damn, like a knife through my heart. I'm like, I really love Betty Wright too. Yeah. And then we- they inspire generations of people and they can cont- they will continue to the more you dig into the histories of these people you might not know them directly or listen to their music directly hopefully you do um but they have a piece like you said in a lot of different works that you might not even know. Right. So it's always good to research the different songs that you like to see where those samples came from yes. cuz you can always learn something new, you Sample know. did is something that I visit frequently. I, Wikipedia frequently. I love Spotify because you can go and see the song credits as well. So see who's writing, see who they're sampling, see and delve back into those those dive back into those tracks so you can learn stuff. Like that's the way I learn. Like you you it's great. You know, look back at the samples because you never know who you can learn about. And Betty Wright, you'll see her on samples like with Lil Wayne's music, with a lot of different other, like Beyonce upgrade you is a Betty Wright sample. Iconic. Iconic. Like, come on. Um, but also we're talking about, you know, people to learn about is little Richard, mm-hmm. a person who fought for his flowers while he was alive. Like he every mm-hmm. chance he could get, he talked about how he was the blueprint, he was the pioneer, and these they stole from him, which is true. And to be so vocal about what was going on in the industry at that time was so frowned upon. Like, yes, we have, like, the internet and social media to, like, voice our concerns. But to be so vocally, like, hey, this is wrong, and hey, I'm going to be who I say that I am at that time period, at the rise of his fame, like, that's just, that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage. Uh, Little Richard was the architect. He was, you know, everything. And I feel like they give so much to the British rock and roll bands or whatever you want to call that hey whatever yeah i just whatever <laughs> i i don't i have my own opinions about that i'm not mm. a big fan so whatever but they stole his sound and i mean they stole it they didn't make it better in my opinion but <laughs> very whitewashed but mm. i just mm. you know i it it's hard when you're you know that you started something you know 
that you were the they took from you and they're they're getting all they're getting all the accolades they're getting all the recognition and it's and they didn't even do it as well as you did yeah and he always was like i'm the architect of rock and roll and people would just like throw it away like oh he's self-proclaimed like that's disrespectful whenever you know your impact and i always tell people when it comes to music and the music industry it's a lot deeper than what people think like when you listen to this song there's people who work tirelessly on that and just imagine you going to your job and you doing such a great job and then your boss be like i don't see you but they give me your coworker praise and your coworker stole your entire being pretty much like how would that make you feel so i always champion for artists especially whenever they're vocal about the injustices that they face like just because you know music might not be a priority to you you should always you know stand up for your brothers and sisters in music because that could be you and your respective industry yep but definitely um this this past week or so weekend it was just a lot you know Mm-hmm. And we can't even really fully celebrate their lives because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully when this is over with, award shows will give them the proper recognition, give them the proper tributes, everything, you know, because they deserve it. So absolutely, hopefully, you know, it's just wow. Just it was a lot, you know. So moving on <laughs> to our <laughs> next segment. Um I had this I had this come on my spirit and in my heart and I asked Keenan, can we talk about this? Because I think this is something that everyone in their twenties deal with mm-hmm. is having this sense of control. Of, of not wanting to let it go. We have this plan for our lives. We have this plan. Mm-hmm. We have to do this by this certain age. We we're supposed to be doing this and this and this and this. And we're trying to control everything in our lives because we want this to work out. Mm-hmm. And then once it, it's not going the way we want it to go, we kind of panic. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really hard not to. I think of like when we were talking about the subject of control, I think about just at a young age, we have such a structure. And whenever you look at both of our childhoods and maybe people listening, um, education was always very important and obviously it should be at such developmental ages but the types of school that we went to it was sink or swim you were in a room full of sharks you were in this program called magnet program so where you were always constantly being put to perform it was almost like an act at any moment whether you were called on by the teacher or you were going up for maybe a role in a play or trying out for sports you wanted to be the best that you could yes especially like if you were for me, I was in a duo, like a duel. I was in magnet and performing arts mm-hmm. for elementary, middle, and high. So it was like, okay, you got to have your academics. You have to excel at that, and then you have to also excel at your performing arts as well. Mm-hmm. You're always competing against somebody or something, and or yourself, you know, and when you have that and you have that competition or that, that like I have to do well, I have to do well you bring that mentality over to your adulthood but the thing with adulthood is that's versus childhood, childhood is already put there's a structure there for you if you have sure. that, especially if you you know, 
if you have a structure. So when you have your adulthood, now the structure is up to you. You have to figure that out. And sometimes you dig back into your inner child or your childhood and you take pieces with you to figure things out. And you take that mentality of I have to excel. Mm. And what? yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I was gonna say, um, it's funny that you mentioned control because we've been talking about music a lot this episode, and me and you both agree that we absolutely love Scissors Control album. And I think about when control dropped in the mind frame that I was in and the Ooh. different goals that I had for Ooh. myself. And that album really, really affected me. I, I remember just sitting in our living room thinking about all the situations and um, things that I tried to control myself and thinking of myself as a failure because I had this certain timeline of, oh, I want to be married by this age. Oh, I want to be, you know, a music executive. I want to be, I want to have kids, whatever. And you set all of these unrealistic expectations on yourself and you put all this pressure to the point where you're losing your mind because you're trying to control every little inch of yourself. And it just takes away the fun out of life. It does. I looked around and years had came by and I was in, I was so, I was trying to control so much in my life. And I looked around Mm -hmm. and I was like, where is my happiness? Where where am I mm. happy in this? Like I've done this. I finished school. Like that's for me. Like mm-hmm. I finished school. I did everything I wanted to do. I've, I've accomplished pretty much everything that was on my checklist, you know. But okay, now what is it? What do I do? Like I don't know. Well, I was gonna say. Well, let me pose a question to you because you know I always love that. <laughs> what do you feel like was one situation uh, that you had no control over? And or maybe you thought you had control over and you didn't. And how did that situation end up for you? Oh, gosh. Ooh, I'm just going. I know we talked about post-grad life uh, in our first episode. But when I moved back home, Mm -hmm. I had no control over that. Mm. At the school. How so? I did not know what was next. I still don't know what really what's next. I kind of have a I have a plan a little bit now, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like it was literally a sh- like a shot in the dark. Mm. I don't know what job I'm going to get next. You know, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know what city I'm going to live in next. I knew everything prior. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to school, like I knew I was going to college. I really and with that, that was a shoot in the dark too. That was a leap of faith as well. Because I really, didn't oh, want, for sure. I really didn't want to go to college, to be honest. But <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I had in my mind, I don't know what I wanted to do, but it just I was like, I'm over school, like I'm burnt out, I'm over it. But I went and did it, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. But that was because I was just, it was kind of like, okay, I don't really know what to do, so I'm just gonna take this leap of faith and go to Lafayette, pretty much. I wanted to be a Playboy model after high school. <laughs> Keenan, <laughs> really? I know we're being serious, but I mean, no, I'm not like saying really, like <laughs> really, girl. No, I'm like really, like really, Keenan. <laughs> I hate you so I much. To be a Playboy bunny, Keenan. <laughs> I used to love watching the girl next door on E. Me too. I love Me it. too. That's why I, I wanted to be just like Kendra. Like, hey, I love Kendra. She was know, my favorite. The rest were boring. She was mine too. <laughs> don't do Holly. Holly okay, was wait, the epitome I, okay. of like I like Holly. Holly was the epitome of can I speak to a manager and I love I like Bridget too. Okay, I like them all, but Kendra was fun. Anyway. 
<laughs> I don't know. And then I had this, I just did, I was just trying, like the last 2019 was just a year of figuring things out mm-hmm. and losing. Like I had a hard time of letting go of control in 2019 and mm. like a really hard time. Like I remember I used to call you just, I don't know. I don't know. It was a very, it was a very complicated time for everyone. Like when I think about those conversations that we used to have, um, it, it was just a lot going on. I think for me, my, to answer my own question. Yeah, I was going to ask you next. Oh, oh, look at me being psychic. My voodoo <laughs> senses are, you know, seeping through. <laughs> I would say moving to Los Angeles was one of the most terrifying experiences of I'm my still life. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I really, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, moving here. I thought that it was going to be one way and I thought I had everything figured out. And when I got here, it was nothing like I thought when you move across states, I don't know people who listen to this. A lot of them are in different states. They can attest to the fact that you have an idea of like, Oh, I'm going to make friends fast uh, at this new job. I'm going to get acclimated. And it just wasn't that situation for me. It took me a while to get used to waking up at five o'clock in the morning to go to my job, used to not having y'all to sit on the couch and, you know, laugh with, go to concerts with. It was just a culture shock to me because you're stripped away from your normalcy. And I think if I would have continued on a path that I was when I first got here, I still wouldn't be here because when you're not in control, sometimes it's for your best interest. Not everything that you have in your head is a great idea. And that's something I had to teach myself just because you think it's a great one. You think that this guy is going to be great. You think that this job is going to be great. You could really be being protected from your own self. And that's your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations. Expectations will is a lot of, controlling it's controlling it's a controlling factor when you have expectations it's also mm. a, a sense of control so i went through 2019 it was it was very ugly i will say that <laughs> i went to i went through a phase where i was i thought i wanted to go to cosmetology school i signed up for mm-hmm. cosmetology school and everything like i had my application mm. i was ready to go and then my job schedule changed Yo, I low-key think you would give me some fire fades, though. So, you ever change your mind? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I think I... That was just something... I, I think I'm good on it. But, oh, uh, no, my schedule changed. And I think that was God telling me no. Mm. I think that was God telling me no. And I, I kind of threw a temper tantrum because I'm like, God, I don't know what's next. Why are you doing this? Like, I don't understand. Yo. I was ready. I, I thought I had something figured out. And you throw this Have you ever seen off. that meme though? Do you seen that meme of uh, DW and it's like danger, danger, don't go in, and she scream out, uh, "That sign won't help. I can't read." That's us. <laughs> like I was. We're just... supposed to pause, okay? Yeah, and, and I, I think in that time, God really wanted me to be still, and I didn't understand being still in the moment and in being in the present because mm-hmm. I was always looking for what's next. Oh, that's powerful. You know, and so I think the pandemic within itself is teaching Mm -hmm. me to be still and let go Mm -hmm. and just it's so hard to though. It's so hard. It's hard, but I don't know. Like did you restructure your thinking? Like what was that whole what did that look like for you? For for what? Like for for letting go of control. Like me, I had to step outside of myself and like meditate. I started reading more. I started reading more. I started going to the gym. I started reading more. I started 
I, I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just no, that's real. I, that's real. I'm, I'm a real. I'm, a, I'm real. I'm honest about things, and we're mm-hmm. gonna keep it locked. We're gonna keep it locked. Shout out to my therapist. Um, mm-hmm. but I definitely I went to therapy. I've been going to therapy. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. I wrote it. I wrote down everything I wanted to do this year, and I've already knocked half of it off. And didn't even realize it until I went back and read it like two weeks ago. And therapy, and that's commendable for you to like go. You know, what I'm saying to say that out loud and to do the work because a lot of people don't want to do the work. So I just want you to know I'm equally proud of you because that takes a lot to be like, hey, I'm not okay. Let me talk to somebody. Let me, I was tired of talking to y'all. Know. Honestly, I was like, y'all got your own <laughs> problems. I'm not gonna keep talking to y'all. Like. I need yeah. to go to therapy. I need somebody else yeah. to help me through this process of me healing, of me mm-hmm. figuring things out. And I think everyone in the world is going through some healing process. I don't know what it is, but everybody I mm-hmm. talk to, they're like, I'm healing right now, or I'm I'm working through some things and I'm just I I love it. I love that people are are doing some 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 introspection and understanding that they want better for themselves and they want to be happy you know so go to therapy if you can like i said that in the first episode i will keep pushing it because it has helped me a lot um also like whenever i'm like coming out of like a transformative phase i don't Mm -hmm. i get a tattoo i don't know like my last my first tattoo was when i came out of a a really dark time and then mm-hmm. I went and got my last two tattoos because I felt like I was coming out of a dark time again like 2019 was dark okay so mm-hmm. I got the control tattoo because my whole struggle was letting go of control um and then also mm-hmm. the album is just very profound to me and then I got a heart on my 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 uh my finger to mm-hmm. signify self-love because I've had to rebuild that too, you know, bring that to a new level. So that's fucking dope. Yeah, like I just letting go of control. It's just you gotta be still, baby. Babies. And you gotta be real with yourself. You gotta be real with yourself. I, I, everybody should just be real with themselves because this control is usually fear-based, and clearly I'm not like a psychologist. I can only speak from my frame point and point of view. And I think a lot of control is the fear of unknown. You're afraid of not reaching certain benchmarks like we talked about. And for you to say, hey, I'm not going to continue these same toxic behaviors and patterns. And I hate using the word toxic because it's, you know, so like. It's so saturated. It's so overly saturated. (laughs) It's overly saturated. And I think people are mad that right now that manifestation is being overly saturated. But I feel like that's Mm -hmm. great that people want better for themselves. Yeah. I don't think that's something to shit on. Like, I feel like if you want to manifest what you want in your life, ask for it, believe it, and receive it. You know, and manifestation yeah. is just a form of praying to God. Like, it's just, I'm praying to God, I'm asking him, and I'm believing what I'm asking mm-hmm. him. You know, it's praying. It's just another word for praying, basically. You know, but you're being positive in it. And it's it's all about changing your thinking about life. Um, yeah. It's just, honestly, things are not going to get better unless you want it to get better unless you change your mindset about things you know mm-hmm. and i've been doing this thing where i'll think bad so i'll be in the middle of a bad thought and i'll say mm-hmm. aloud release that okay i love that too like the full moon full moon rituals and just everything that you said i do all of that uh one thing i want to say like before we wrap up is that the the human experience is easier when you think of the duality and to 
expound upon that, I want to say light and dark exist in all of us. So like while you're pretending that you don't have bad days, you don't have emotions, you, you should also realize that you're human. It is okay to say, you know what, guys, I, I'm not in the, in the headspace to talk today. No, I'll hit y'all back tomorrow. It's okay to tell people no. And that's something I learned last year. Just because you say no does not make you a bad person. And I'm not even bringing it back to insecure, but I just want people to realize just because you tell your friends no does not make you a bad friend. It doesn't make you it's a bad okay friend. To say no. I don't I don't think Molly was being. We, we already discussed that. I'm not gonna get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just want to say that it's just you know sometimes you it's it's all about self care and caring like putting yourself in a space where you can give yourself to others. You can't you can't give yourself to others before you gotta give you gotta have something left for you. That's all. I I'm love saying. that. Have a a good chunk of things left for you. Okay. Because it's easy to feel drained. Um, and always trying to be in control of things will mm-hmm. drain you. It will definitely drain you. You will look around and you, it'll be years later and you're still putting yourself in this box and putting yourself in this box of fear because you're trying to control every ex- aspect of your mm-hmm. life. Because you're looking at everybody else and you're saying, oh, mm-hmm. I got, they got this, so why... Am I not getting that yet? That's because they let go. They took a leap of faith in some some way, somehow, but they still have a testimony of where they went to, or how they got there. They mean they yes, deaconess. You know, you know, my grandfather <laughs> passed, so that comes that comes out of me sometimes. But I love I just, it. It's just I had I had that I had that message on my I had that message on my spirit, and I had text you. I, I was like, it. "Can we talk about this? Because it's on my spirit." So. To wrap this yeah. all up, mm-hmm. go listen to Control. You guys, write in your journal all the positive yes. things that you have going on in your life right now. Also, write in your journal the positive things that you will have, you know, and just let it go. And stop taking yourself so seriously. Like, your your life isn't a goddamn Sims character. Let go. Let, let go. And I'm telling that to myself. I, I'm like Issa rapping in the mirror. Let the shit go. This shit, is for, let it go. this shit is for both of us. Like, and for our listeners. Like, we all need to let it go. And in this pandemic, if it's not serving you, this is the perfect time for transformation and transition. And this is something new. If it's not serving you, let it go. You better let that dick and go and don't call that nigga no more. Sorry, that was on my heart. (laughs) 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 Is that Kyle? Yes. Can't wait with it. Can't wait with it. Can't wait with it. But yes, y'all, you know, write it down. Write down everything you want in life. Write it down. And just release it to God. Yep. Release it to God. That's all you need to do. You know, it's going to come. It's going to happen for you. You know, but if it's no, if there's things that's going on right now that's no longer serving you, walk away. Okay. You'll be taken care of. I promise you. I just had to put that. I had to put that out there. And put that. That was on my spirit. It's been on my spirit for two weeks. I just didn't know how <laughs> to put it. You know, put it out there. But I'm putting it out there now. But well, thank you guys for making it so yeah. far into the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. I really love talking to Kiara about insecure music and, of course, letting go of control. Thank you guys so much for listening and let us know your feedback. Anything else to say to them, girl? Love you guys. <laughs> thank you for listening and please XO. listen to us.
let go of control and just live life and be happy y'all that's all i ask i want everybody to be happy that's all i want so thank you for listening buenas noches noches. uh (laughs) thank you for listening to keep it locked also one more plug the new margarita line uh the mark the new margarita wine it's called gloria del rancho de gloria something like that girl let me tell y'all go find that get you a glass and just let it ride, baby. It's good. For and feel too. free to send us some shipment for the free plug. You know, we always looking for sponsors of the podcast. <laughs> feel free to email us at keepitlockedpod at gmail.com. All right. Good night. Good night, y'all.